Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast, so it's yours truly. There'll be games, movies, TV, and something from the week, let's say. Um, so, yeah, here we go. This is Cookie Cast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. Right then, let's get cracking. Hello, it is I, Cookie, and you have joined me today on the Darkest Timeline podcast. You already know this because you uh, saw the title and you listened to the intro, obviously. Um, so yeah, it's it's one of those, it's a busy, busy old time, busy week. Um, I was just looking through the list, shared loads of stuff. It, it, I hate to break it to you, but there's a lot to talk about, and there's a lot to talk about those things. It's, I, I, I would say strap in. Um, obviously, at this point in time, we're all hoping that I'm going to be able to get through this without a coughing fit. Um, I've been doing a bit of coding over the weekend, and it was like, wow, just coughing fits left, right, and centre you'll know this by now um obviously you'll also know by this point that there's the doozy one where i'm absolutely full of cold i know i've got that code coming up good times um the beginning is going to be a little bit ranty as it often is it's just one of those things um but then it's it's going to be into the good stuff um to date this podcast we're the last week of November at this point in time obviously not when you're listening to it you'll be listening to this uh, in the new year um, so this will have little relevance by then um, so like last week of November um, Christmas has been in full swing I mean, at least two weeks at this point. It seems to me like when the children go back to school in September, it's basically Christmas. Um, I went into the works two weeks ago. I went to the works. So we're talking near the beginning of November and the people working in there were dressed in Christmas outfits. And I was saying to somebody, I was like, how depressing must it be to work in that shop where you have to put on Christmas stuff to wear to go to work in November, the beginning of November. It's depressing. Um, But I've sort of, I've been wandering around, I've been sort of like looking at stuff and reviewing stuff and I just think it's so sad, it's such a shame that that things are the way they are. Um, Every year I'm I'm accused of being a Grinch, I'm accused of hating Christmas, I'm accused of (sighs) bar humbug and all that. And every year I argue my point you know i'll be the guy who stood there wearing a christmas t-shirt i'll be the guy who stood there wearing a christmas jumper 
when no one else is. Oh, that makes me a Grinch. Admittedly, one of my jumpers, one of my Christmas jumpers is the Grinch. Um, you know, it's got a bobble on and stuff. I love it. I, I can't, I can't say this enough. I can't say it anymore. I say it every time somebody accuses me of being a Grinch. Um, I love Christmas. I always have. I've always loved Christmas. Um, growing up, it was, you know, my, my birthday smack it pretty much smack in the middle of the year. Um, and Christmas is obviously the end of the year. Um, for for me growing up it was you got pro you you got gifts at your birthday you got gifts at christmas and that was it that was it there was nothing else there was no other time um you know easter you got an easter egg or, or more than one um but but that was it birthday christmas um birthdays and christmas were a big thing for me for that reason alone um you know you you had six months of, oh, you know, I want that toy or I want that game or whatever. Um, so Christmas was huge for me. Recently, and this is the problem I have every year. We bring it further and further forward and I say, it's so sad. Why don't people have anything else in their lives? And obviously there's the element where people just want to be prepared. Just want to be prepared. Got to be prepared. And we have that thing where... You know, the, the shelves in the supermarkets are emptied because, you know, the, the supermarket's going to be closed for two whole days. And maybe we haven't got enough milk for those two days. Um, it's depressing in so many different ways. Um, so I was in a shop. This is what sparked it. I was in a shop and it's the middle of November and there was music playing and then a song came on. It was a Christmas song. And I was like, oh, really? I mean, I, I firmly believe you shouldn't be able to do anything. Not a single Christmas-related thing until the 1st of December. And then if you want to do crazy Christmas stuff for every single day of December, knock yourself out. Go nuts. I'll join you. I'll be there. Let's, you know, let's sing Christmas songs and watch Christmas movies. And drink non-alcoholic eggnog. Let's do it. Sign me up. I'm there. I'll be wearing a Christmas jumper. I'll I'll dig out a Christmas hat. I'll I don't know. Wrap myself in in lights. Whatever you need me to do. First of December. Count me. I am your Christmas wingman. Up till that point, you can sod off. Is is the way that I I work. So I was like, fuck's sake, why am I listening to a Christmas song in the middle of November? Why is it being played? And it dawned on me. I was like, all of this stuff, you know, I've been places where the trees are up, the decorations are out, the Christmas music is on full blast. And that's fine for the people that love Christmas completely, the people that want to get prepared in September the people that, oh, it's, you know, it's magical. For those people, that's fine. But what about the people that don't enjoy Christmas? What about the people who have different religion, religious beliefs that don't celebrate Christmas? What about 
to people like like me. So I loved Christmas and loved it and loved it and loved it. And then as the years went on, I had that love like beaten out of me, essentially. Um, and I grew to a point where there was so much about Christmas that I hated because I was made to hate it. I was made to hate the decorations. I was made to hate the Christmas tree. I was made to hate so much of Christmas. Then as time went on, Christmas turned, turned and it wasn't what it was supposed to be anymore and it was very different and, you know, I've spent Christmases basically on my own and, you know, all of that, you know, nachos and computer games for Christmas dinner and that sort of stuff. I've done all of that. And then, you know, the last couple of years, Christmas has just been awful. Um in various different ways. So, for me, I've been forced into a position where I am forced to dislike Christmas. So I, I have these two, these two sort of poles, the part of me that loves Christmas and the part of me that hates it. And here I am in a shop having Christmas rammed down my throat. And I didn't want that. That isn't what I wanted at that point in time. And I don't know if that's if that's something I'm going to want on the first of December. You know, I I know people who December and Christmas is a difficult time, but you have no option. It's there in your face. How do those people? How are those people made to feel, and they don't get an option? It's it's just. It's sad. You know, I know people that look forward to Christmas for months on end. You know, it'll be 30 degrees outside and there'll be people talking about Christmas. It's just one of those things. And and, and good good luck to you. Um But I'd like I'd like it I'd like there to be like an option. You should be able to opt in and opt out. And I, I spent so many years opting out. Um, and it's just, it's, it's sad for so many reasons. But I guess that's how the way it is. You know, the, before long, the decorations will be going up in October. You know, we, we, we barely escaped it this year. Because like I say, I'm pretty sure it was the first week in November that I, I was in shops and people were, were, were dressed in Christmas outfits. We barely escaped it being in October. Um, you know, it's that thing, isn't it? You get you get Halloween out of the way, you get bonfire out of the way, and then that's it. It's Christmas. But it isn't. So, that was kind of like my little, my little rant. Um... You know, you know, I like to I like to kick things off with a little bit of something. That's my thing from the week, unfortunately, not an overly positive thing. So, to counteract my not overly positive start, 
Um, I thought I'd talk about something that uh, has made me insanely happy over the last week. Um, I was I was this age when I found out that if you gobble to a turkey, that a, a turkey will gobble back. So if you go to a turkey, a, li a live turkey, and, and you go, that wasn't a very good gobble. Um, but if you do like a gobble noise, it will gobble back, which is cool. If you do that to a field full of turkeys, they all gobble back. And it's it could be the greatest thing I've ever seen. That I I just I just keep watching videos and saying to people, "Where's the nearest turkey farm? I want to go and find it." I honestly, I genuinely would. If somebody was like, "Oh, there's a turkey farm like thirty miles away," I would drive to the turkey farm to gobble at the turkeys so they could gobble back. It. It brings me immense joy watching videos of people doing it. It it it's hilarious. Excuse me. I watched a video where a guy is sat in a car and you know something's gonna go down, go wrong, because he's holding a tissue. Like, oh, maybe he's got a cold, maybe maybe he's suffering with hay fever i don't know obviously out the car of the out, out the window of the car is a like a barn full of turkeys uh, and he's like uh, 10 feet away or something so he starts doing the the noise out, out the window and the turkeys are gobbling back and he just ends up crying with laughter and I'm laughing and he's laughing and it's just hysterical there was I saw a, another video where they've done like there's like a compilation of people doing it and people gobbling to turkeys and they're gobbling back like it like there's a, the first guy on the video was like in what what was like what looked like it'll be like a farm like a barn thing but it looked like a warehouse full of turkeys and he just keeps making the noise and this entire warehouse is just making this chorus and they all do it in time it's just it's it could be the best thing i've ever seen it it could be the best thing so i invite you at this point in time to go onto youtube and put something like gobbling turkeys and just if you need a little pick-me-up, a little something to brighten your day, especially after the opener of this podcast, um, go and go and watch a, a goblin turkey video. Um, it's brilliant. It just it just brings me so much joy. I can't tell you. Ah dear. I even I even put the the crying emoji on my list. Um. So that that's that's a thing. So yeah, that, that's kind of like stuff from the week. Um, like I was saying earlier, you, you're going to want to strap yourselves in, kids. And my disclaimer at this point in time is, if you do not like TV shows, movies, computer games, 
I honestly don't know why you're here because you know it's a it's a big bulk of the podcast. Uh, now is the time to turn off. Um, there, that was your opportunity to turn off. Let's kick off. So, um, as I said last time, I was watching Ash versus the Evil Dead series three. Um, my TV viewing slowed right down between last week and now. Um, however, what I can say is, today I made a concerted effort to get it finished and did manage to do that. Um, that series is now over. Um, I, I do wonder when it is that they um, decided or were told or, you know, whichever way you want to slice it, that they were being, you know, cancelled or that they were coming to an end or whatever. Um, the back end of the series felt very much like, let's wrap this puppy up. Um, which is fine. Um, it probably... A bit torn. You know, it was... Uh, for, for three series, it was good. Um, I mean, obviously that character's great. I do wonder whether they should have just maybe done a movie. Um, I was I was happy to see that there was a series. Um, having watched the series, it was very good. Um, but it did make me think, maybe, if you were going to go this route, maybe just you should have just held out for a movie. Um, the end was very... Uh, you know, that sort of ties into that. Um, I'm sure that somebody would find a way to uh, for them to be able to do another series off the back of that, but I'm not sure it's a series that uh, hardcore Evil Dead fans would want to see. Like, like I said last week, Bruce Campbell has said he's hanging up the chainsaw, um, which is fine. Um, I, I think he probably works on the principle that the world has moved on from Evil Dead. In, in some ways. It was good. It was enjoyable. Each series has been good. Um, I think one of the other things that goes hand in hand with um, when a series knows it's not going any further is they kind of look at what money they've got left and just blow the lot. So one thing that really stood out um was the amount of money that must have been spent. Like, there was stuff in, like, the last few episodes. Was like, jeez, it must have cost a fortune. Like, um, really good, like, CG. Um, lots of sort of set pieces and stuff. Um, there was a tank, you know, things like that. Um, so, yeah, they, they threw a lot of money at it, especially towards the back end. Maybe that was it. Maybe they saved the money for the series until the back end because they knew and then just spent and blew it all. Um, thoroughly enjoyable. I don't really have any major complaints about series three or, in fact, any of the series. Um, yeah, it was good. I still want an ashy slashy puppet, but I'm certainly not about to spend 60 quid on one. So, that's kind of that. Um, on, on, on that point, I think I'm going to um condense down some of my collectible stuff anyway so there won't be room for a ashy slashy puppet um but you know swings roundabouts 
So that is Ash versus the Evil Dead series three, and in fact, the whole series done and dusted. Um, yeah, I honestly don't know what I'm going to move on to. I think I coded a podcast the other day where I said that whatever I was watching at the time, when I finished it, I would start breaking bad again. Um, I still haven't watched El Camino because I think there's that part of me that wants to watch Breaking Bad again. If I'm honest, at this point in time, um, with the changes I've got coming up, I I, I physically wouldn't have the time to sit and watch. Um, I think they're like hour-long episodes, Breaking Bad. Um, I honestly don't know that I'd be able to find the time to do it. Don't know. Um, I can't tell you what I, I what I'm going to watch. So I I'm, I don't know. When I had the opportunity to watch them today, I put a a game on for like ten minutes or something. Um, so yeah, I don't know what that might be, um, but I do know that there'll be something. No, I'm lying. I do know what I'm going to watch next. Yes, uh, Final Space series two. I got an email saying it was on Netflix. That is what I'll be watching next. Um, thoroughly enjoyed the first series. First series was really good. Um, if you haven't watched it, check it out. If you like animated space stuff, it fills fills a bit of a Futurama void. Rick and Morty when Rick and Morty wasn't about. Although that's returned, and I can't say I'm overly bothered. Um, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. Um, so yeah, that's TV. Um, I have watched a series of movies. Yes, that's right. A series of movies. Not not one movie. Um, two of them I've seen before. I watched three movies. Uh, two of them I've seen before. One of them I hadn't. Um, and the two movies I've seen before I have done reviews of on the podcast. So... I'm not going to review them again as such. I'm just going to talk a little bit about them. But let's talk about the film I hadn't seen. So, uh, like Saturday or something. I was on my Jack Jones. And uh, as a previous mention, got this huge, huge pile of films I've been working through. Uh, and I decided that I was going to sit down and watch Rocketman, which is the Elton John movie. Um, obviously having seen Bohemian Rhapsody and thoroughly enjoying that knowing that Rocketman was coming out seeing the trailers um, hearing a little bit about it I was like yeah um, I'm definitely wanting to watch that definitely looking forward to it um, I kind of intended to go to the cinema to see it um, which I didn't and having watched it now, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Not because it was a bad film. Um, I put it on and I started watching it. And I got 10 minutes into it. And I was like, mm, yeah, I think I'm going to have to turn this off. Again, not because it was a bad film. Because the subject matter at the beginning of the film was a little bit 
too close to the bone for my liking or a little bit too close to home maybe um he had a awful childhood in so many ways um and yeah i was watching it like mm, don't think i can watch this uh but i stuck with it and i carried on and it sort of moved away from that um fairly you know as these things go he was he was an age and he grew up so um can't say i'm a huge elton john fan um i know some of his music i know a bit more now because i've listened to a bit more and like this stuff in the film um i have this thing though um little known fact uh, the song Tiny Dancer makes me cry. And I, I have absolutely no idea why. Couldn't tell you. There's just like, there's just a point where if I actually sit down and listen to it and listen to like the words and stuff, it makes me cry. Um, no idea why. It's not like it, it like pulls at the heartstrings. Away. It just, there's just a certain point that if I actually sit and listen and concentrate, it makes me cry. Um, so often when Tiny Dancer's on, I have to uh, I have to be distracted. Um, and there's that video of Dave Grohl doing a cover of Tiny Dancer, which is just brilliant. Um, so, carried on watching. I mean, one of the things about these sort of, what are they, biopics? Um... The, the the people the, the the subject matters these people um you know freddie mercury obviously with all the stuff that happened there you know with the band with him personally his life it's just heartbreaking there are bits in that film that are just heartbreaking to watch um same for rocketman you know there were uh, there are big bits in that film that are just absolutely heartbreaking to watch his family are awful or were awful i don't know if they're still around but geez um and then yeah as 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 is almost always the case in these films uh an, an issue with management um geez the reason i'm glad i didn't see it at the cinema if I'd have been watching the first 10 minutes of the cinema, I'd have had to make the decision whether to get up and walk out, which I... I don't think I've ever done in the cinema. However, I can tell you exactly which films I nearly walked out of. Um, Traffic was a film I nearly walked out of. And Jackie Brown, I nearly walked out of that. Um, so yeah there's that but the reason that I'm glad I didn't see it at the cinema was because I had to have a little cry at the end um, and again that's one of those things that you know it was just there are, there are certain subject matters in certain things that make that make me upset that make me cry um I I had I experienced it when watching Men in Black Three recently, completely different film. Um, I experienced it watching Rocket Man, um, 
There's just certain subjects that make me, that upset me. They make me cry. Um, so yeah, I had to have a little cry at the end. Um, super, super cathartic, obviously. Um, fantastic film. Wonderful. Um, as good um, as Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I mentioned it to Paul. I was like, oh my God, I watched this. And he was like, oh, I wanted to see that, but it had awful reviews. And I was like, did it? I thought it had really good reviews. Um, my review is, it's fantastic. Uh, if you like that sort of, you know, that biopic. Uh, obviously, it's something I have interest in. I watched, you know, Straight Outta Compton, Bohemian Rhapsody, Rocketman. Films that, that I, I thoroughly enjoy. Um... So yeah, if it's your sort of thing, or if you want to know more about Elton John's life, or you you saw a trailer and you thought you might like it, definitely give that film a watch. End of the day, it's like what two hours or two and a bit hours or something. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I would recommend it, and I am recommending it to you. Um, but as I was saying, not the only film that I have watched this week. I watched two other films. Uh, on... It doesn't even matter. I don't know why I'm trying to work out which day I watched this. Like, Thursday and Saturday. Let's go with that. Um, watched Captain Marvel. Yeah. And I watched Endgame again. I saw Captain Marvel at the cinema before seeing Endgame the next day because I believed I needed to have seen it to watch Endgame. Obviously, I was mistaken. The only bit you need to have seen to watch Endgame is the after credits scene because it's the only bit that actually ties in. Obviously, it's the introduction of Captain Marvel as a character. Um, it is fine. It is okay. It is just... It's just fine as a film. The reason I wanted to mention it was... Um, well, Lana said to me after we watched it, she was like, well, I thought that film was fine. I was like, well, yeah, that's what I said. She was like, yeah, but the way you said it, you made me think it wasn't very good. And I was like, but I didn't say that. I said it was fine. She was like, yeah, but it's the way you say it. And that sort of made me think about the way I um, portray these things. You know, I'm telling you my review of something. Um, and my review might might have swayed your opinion. And then when you've watched something, you've gone, oh, well, I, uh, I didn't think that. But then, isn't that how reviews work? You review something? I've seen something recently about... A game that's been reviewed and as um, the reviewer gave it a poor score and then the company's got like multiple other people to review it to try and get a, a cross-section as a review um, because other people thought that the score was unfair and they think that the game's great. Um, but yeah, it, it certainly made me think a little bit more about the way I review things. Um, which brings us on to Endgame. So, I've seen Endgame, I saw it at the cinema. Um, 
was super disappointed with it. Um, I have seen it since then. I've seen it a couple of times since then. Um, and I really just got bogged down in the multitude of plot holes that are in that film. There are so many plot holes. It's it, I got to the point where the film was like, it was like it was unwatchable for me. Because I was like, I can't watch it because there are so many holes. There are so many issues with that film. Um, partway through, Liam was like, oh, I hate time travel. I was like, yeah, why do you hate time travel? She's like, I can't understand it. Like, yeah, but why do you hate it? Why, what, what other reasons do you hate She's like, because I'm not, I, I don't get it. And I'm like, yeah, but why else? Well, I don't understand it. I was like, geez. Um, I was like, yeah, but the problem that you've got with time travel is that they always do the same things. It's like, oh, this person comes in contact with that person. And, and I was like slagging off the time travel genre. Um, when I knew that they were doing time travel for that film, I was like, nope. I'm 30% less interested already. Um, so I had all this stuff about that film. You know, there's huge plot holes in it. I really feel that the writers... and the people, I really feel the people that made that film just didn't do their homework. Um, and especially when they were, like, going back on their own rules and stuff. It, it, it made me angry. Shocker. Um, however, I sat and watched it with somebody who hasn't seen it, so they had no idea what it was about. They had no idea what was coming, they had no idea what the story was to a degree, they had no idea, um, you know, who who did and didn't make it, how, what the outcome of certain storylines was going to be, all of that. Um, I mean, you know, we're talking, we're quite a way down the line, so if, if they didn't know all of those things, mm, that's unlikely, but, you know, cool. Um, so I found myself sitting down to watch it, kind of with that mindset, the mindset of, I, I, I can't watch it in a lot of ways because of all the plot holes, so maybe I don't focus on that. Maybe I just watch it for a movie. Maybe I just watch it for what it is. A movie that's got superheroes in. And a culmination of ten years of work. And so on and so forth. And I sat and I watched it. And I enjoyed it. And I found sitting and watching it again with a different person. Uh, a person that hasn't seen it. And almost watching it through the other person's eyes in some way. I found enjoyment in a film that had previously made me well, quite angry, I suppose. Um, so that was a really interesting experience, I would say. Um, as it stands at this point in time, Endgame is Endgame. It's done and dusted. It's in the bag. Um, I find it interesting that there are actors now who you know six months ago were saying I'm, I'm never doing it again i'm hanging up the whatever 
Um, I'm done with that role. Um, I've done it for 10 years. I'm not doing it anymore. And, and, and da, 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 all that. Those same actors, six months down the line, are like, well, you know, I never said that I wouldn't do it. I haven't closed the door on that character. I mean, you know, given the right script. Um, which the cynic in me goes, I think what you meant to say was, depending how many zeros I'm offered. Um, but anyway, we'll see what comes down the line. At this point in time, uh, the only one I've got left to watch of this phase is Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, I have issues with it already. I mean, that's probably not a surprise to many people. Um, just because I know the the the, the backstory of, of certain characters. Um, but I have said that this is going to be the last of the Marvel films that I, quote-unquote, have to see. I think, moving forward, I'll just pick and choose. I won't buy into the... I mean, the, the Marvel... Like the next phase of Marvel, it's all you need to watch the TV show, which I'm not going to sign up for the subscription service, and then you need to watch all the films, of which there's going to be a bajillion. I, I, that's too much for me. Um, I don't, I don't need all of that in my life. Um, and I feel that this is a great point to to take a step back, to sort of step away, um, and then I can just pick and choose. You know, if a if a cool character comes up that I want to watch, then I'll watch that one. Um, if somebody's like, oh, you have to have seen the nine things that came before it, then I'll leave it. I think that's the way I'm going to go through the next phase of Marvel. So yeah, that's uh, those are the movies I've watched in the last week. Um, I'm hoping to keep the movie, uh, the movie stuff going. Let's talk games. Um, so, I really don't know where to start with this, because I've got games that I've played to review, um, but there's more, there's more going on here than that, so, how do I even start, so I told you I was playing Star Wars, Jedi Fallen Order, is it? Tell her I'm terrible with names for stuff these days. I'm not going to look it up because I'm pretty sure that's the name of it. So I played it. Um, absolutely rattled through it. Um, I get a bit twitchy with stuff like that because I get very, I want to know what's happening. I want to know what's going on. I want to play the game. I want to get further. And I just play it and play it and play it and play it and play it. And then it's like I get 80% through the game and then just slam the brakes on and then I'm like, oh, it feels like it's coming to the end and I don't want it to end and I don't want to finish it. Um, so I started taking bigger breaks from it, like I'd turn it off early one night and do something else. Shut up, laptop. Um, things like that. But ultimately, I got to the back end. Um, it, was, it was super cool at the back end. There's like a really cool bit. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but yeah, the, the, the end of the game is really good. And there was that aspect of me like looking at the map going, you know, I never, I never finished that planet. I never went back to that planet. I unlocked all of the abilities. So I should be able to do that. And I was just like, I'm good. 
Um, there was part of me that was like, I'll start it again, but I've been bitten by that one before, so I left it. Um, and I was just, I was just happy to kind of like step away from that game. Not because I didn't like it. I honestly think when I come round to doing my 2019 games round, round up, wrap up, whatever you want to call it, I honestly think that that will potentially go down as my game of the year in a lot of ways. Not because it's the last thing I've played, because I am playing stuff now. Um, because it just delivered. Um, it really, it really delivered. Um, it was it was exactly what I needed at the time, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was super enjoyable. So that is my opinion on that game, and apparently I am the only person in the world who thinks that. Now I'm not saying that this game has had bad reviews. Quite the opposite, the game has had very good reviews. So somebody out there seems to like and enjoy it. But anybody I know that has played it has said almost exactly the same things. And the number one thing that seems to be coming out of this game, which is just so baffling to me, is people are saying it's too hard. Now then, I've got a caveat this from the very start. You know, as well as anybody, I play games on easy. But in a situation where I've spoken to people who have said to me, that game is so difficult, I've had to drop the difficulty down. So they were then playing it on easy and then said, and I still can't do it. I'm like, what are you talking about? Now, I generally work on the principle that I've always played games on easy and that's because I'm not very good at them. Um, I can do basic stuff. Um... You know, you, if I'm playing a driving game, I want to be able to win by never using the brake and crashing into every wall. Uh, if I'm playing a fighting game, I want to be able to bash the same button until the other person is beaten. And I don't want to ever have to block. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, i trying to think of another genre. First person shooters, I want to be able to get through them without dying every two seconds. You know, this sort of stuff. It's a huge reason why I don't do multiplayer, because I'm terrible at games. So, you know, if I went into a multiplayer arena, I'd just be dying every two seconds. And this has been proven by the very few times I have played multiplayer. Um, So when people are like, that game's too hard, and I've played it on easy, and it's too hard, I'm like, what are you on about? I've finished it. And I, w I was watching a video today, I was watching a video the other day, which had the same subject in, and then somebody in a group chat was talking about, there's this giant frog that apparently everybody's having all these issues with, and it's like, what are you guys talking about? I killed it with one go. You, you kill it, you get the thing, you move on. Simple. I honestly don't know what's going on. There's a lot of people, there's like, I've seen all these different videos, like 10 things people hate about the game, um, if I'm honest, 10 things people hate, like six of them were so picky. I was just like, you've really forced this one. Admittedly, the person doing the video did caveat it with, oh, I'm being super picky. It's like, yeah, and beyond. Um, and one of the 10 things was this giant frog thing. 
Um, I've seen something in the last day saying that there's a a bug on one of the planets where people are getting stuck on that planet and, and can't progress any further. At the end of the day, stuff like that gets patched and fixed and it'll be fine. I'm just so baffled by other people with this game. I've talked to like massive Star Wars fans who are like, oh, I really don't like it. It's just, it's just wandering around and, and the fighting's rubbish and, and it's just, you have to go here and do this. And it's like, yeah, that's the whole principle of the game. Don't get why people don't like it. It's, it's weird. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It could very well go down as my uh, 2019 game of the year. I'm just having a quick look at um, the, the the pile of games I've got there. It it beats a lot of the stuff that I can see from here. But there is a reason for that, and this is what I'm going to come to. Um, because I finished Star Wars, I was like, right, need to get on with a new game. Toot sweet. Absolutely could not afford a new game. So I was like, it's time to do the thing that I don't like to do. And it's time to take a load of games and try them in. I think in the end I took about eight games. Um, I was buying two games for the princely sum of £110. For two games. I remember a time when 110 quid would get you like four games. Anyway, moving on. Um, I took like eight games or something. I'll see if I can remember some of them. Control, which we need to talk about. Borderlands 3. Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Jurassic Park Evolution. Jurassic World Evolution. The Division 2? Uh, oh, Madden. Was it Madden 19? Uh, there, was, there was definitely something else. Uh, oh, no, then it might have been Watch Dogs. Two. So, we need to talk about some of those games. Uh, Breakpoint, I'd finished. Was not prepared to do all the side mission stuff because it was, it was just, it was dull. Uh, and they've said that they're going to do a ground up rebuild of that game. I'm interested to see what that looks like, but that ain't coming anytime soon. So I was like, I'm probably not going to play this game again anytime soon until these new updates come out so i can legitimately get rid of that game so that was that borderlands 3 i got up to what i believed at that time was the final boss and couldn't do it uh, i think i've been told that i actually wasn't the final boss um no matter what i couldn't progress any further in that game and it, i was very underwhelmed by it so that could go Madden is last year's version of Madden, so that could go. Watch Dogs 2 uh, is just... I mean, I've already done a review of that game, so no surprises that's gone. Um, da, 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 da. What the hell was I talking about? Right. We need to talk about Control. Because we've already spoken about it. Something happened since we spoke about it, 
Um, and then I'll talk about my reason for trading that game in. Um, so I went back to Control after finishing Star Wars. Because I felt that Control was in a lot of ways quite a lot like Star Wars. And I didn't know if playing Star Wars might have made it easier to play Control. That sounds weird in some ways. Uh, but it's like when I was playing Pistol Whip and I was like not doing very well on it. And then I watched John Wick 3 and went and played Pistol Whip and was loads better at it. Uh, I think sometimes you just need a bit of a, a mind adjustment for some stuff. Went back to Control. Um, there was a, a mission I had where I had to fight this giant monster. So I went to do that. I died several times previously. Uh, I think I had two goes. I managed to kill the monster. Um, found it a lot, a lot easier for some reason. I was like, cool. The thing that annoyed me about that was I didn't get anything for it. Uh, I got some upgrade points which I used to upgrade my character but didn't make a huge amount of difference. Um, I went and did another side mission. Again, didn't get anything for it. Just got a few upgrade points which I used. So I was like, right, I am X percent stronger than when I was the last time I tried the mission I was stuck on. Let's see if I can do it. So I went and I tried to do the mission and I got so far and right at the beginning of the mission got killed. I was like, okay, not a great start. Felt like I, it felt like that was more me, I'd done it wrong. So the second time, um, I managed to get through the first bit, through the second bit, through to the third bit, which is the like the furthest I'd got um previously and i got up to there again on my second try i was like oh you know maybe maybe it is maybe it's a bit easier maybe it's a bit better and that bit is just impossible it's impossible to do um obviously like i've said i play games on easy uh i believe i was playing that did it have a difficulty i don't know um but it's impo it, that section of that game is impossible to do. I've recently seen that Control has been nominated for Game of the Year, along with a load of other things, and I've recently seen that it's got an, a lot of praise. And it should, as a game, it should get a lot of praise. But for me, personally, that game was done. And it annoyed me so much, because I loved that game up to that point, and it was such a disappointment that at that point in time, I couldn't progress any further. I physically could not progress any further. And that was the end. That was the end of that game. And I truly feel that games should have a have an option, you know, if you die more than a few times, that you can decrease the difficulty X percent. And if you die a few more times, I'm sure... One of the original Devil May Cry games had this thing where if you died three times, it unlocked very easy mode or something. Or if you died three times, it unlocked easy. And then if you died three more times, it unlocked very easy. I think that needs to be brought back into games. I'm sick of the Dark Souls is the future of gaming. I mean, this is the thing with Star Wars. People are just banging on about how Star Wars is just Dark Souls, and it's like, it, it isn't. Um, 
Something about Star Wars is I have started it again. I was waiting for like a whole host of updates on games. Um, and while I was waiting, I started it again. And I was just like, I, I honestly don't get it. I actually think that they've done an update recently that's made the game easier. Because um, I'm considering upping the difficulty on that game, which is not like me at all. Um, but yeah, Control had to go because I couldn't progress any further, so it was just dead money. Um, and I had £110 to cover. What did I buy for my £110, I hear you ask? I got Need for Speed Heat, I believe that's called. And I got the latest Call of Duty. Modern Warfare. It's like the remake of Modern Warfare. Um, take from that what you will. Uh, I have on. I have genu generally been a Call of Duty fan. Um, once they switched to multiplayer only, I tapped out. Um, up till the up up till that point, I was getting a bit tired of them anyway. Uh, they were getting a bit. You know, you could you could finish the campaign in a morning sort of thing, uh, and it was all geared towards multiplayer. Obviously, with this one. They've done a, a, re, a remake, a reboot, whatever the hell they're called. And they'd announced, oh, the, uh, the campaign's a full-blown campaign. We're bringing campaign back. And we're bringing back not only Captain Price, who's obviously, you know, the, the best character from Call of Duty franchise. We're bringing back a good, long, meaty campaign. Can't give you a full review because I haven't finished it, but I can give you a half review. So far, um... It, it's really 50-50 for me, this game. Um, it, it's very much, it goes from, why the hell am I playing this mission? What is it? You, it feels like it's got like a political agenda. Why are you making me play this? Why am I doing this? Why, 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 why? I don't want to do this. I'm. It's boring to me. It's... There are, there are just every other mission I'm like, I really don't want to do this. Um, something that I need to, I feel like I need to get off my chest. The AK-47 is a gun that I hate. Um, I know it's the, it's the single most popular assault rifle in the world. Um, and I can't think who, but there's like a, it's like a some kind of guerrilla faction or something used the AK-47 as a symbol. Don't know, don't quote me. Just various bits of information that I, I have in my head about that gun. Um, it, it will work in the worst conditions in the world, so on and so forth. As a gun, I hate it. I hate it with a passion. It's just, it. it's probably my most my most least favourite gun I don't think that's good grammar um, and there are missions in Call of Duty that it, that it gives you the AK-47 as your only option and I'm like I hate this gun it's things like that um, some of the missions I, I hate on the flip side they've done some missions in this game that are really good they do these uh, I've had a couple so far where it's like you do a like a house clearance, like big, like multi-storied house, 
and you it's you know you use night vision and you go floor by floor clearing the rooms taking people out um often there's a situation where you have to work out whether a civilian's gonna try and kill you or not sort of thing um the night vision aspect is cool the going room to room really good really good sort of addition to this style of game to the point where i'm like man they should make this a game i feel like like they could do like a rainbow six siege style game not multiplayer although they could do a multiplayer version of it but just that they could just do that clear the building you're a SWAT team given x number of conditions you know it's dark or it's going to be dark at various points clear the building that would be a super cool game because that like i say these are the missions that so far in call of duty that i've really enjoyed um i'll keep playing it i keep playing away if i'm honest when i started playing it i wasn't enjoying it um i forced myself to put it back on and and now i am enjoying it so uh i'll keep playing it for while ever while ever it will let me need for speed on the other hand obviously completely different it's a racing game uh i do like a racing game and i do more often than not enjoy the need for speed franchise they are a bit hit and miss i got the last one which i don't think i ever traded it in or anything so what are the chances it's in that pile can't see it straight away from here it could be blocked by the sign uh did not did not like the last one the last one had uh like there was uh, for me there was the option to do two missions and i couldn't do either of them so as with control and, and other such things that was the end of that game for me um again super disappointing there should be a way to bring the difficulty down if you can't progress further said it before i'll say it again um this is one of those you start out with a okay car and then you do upgrades the big thing about this is you play day and night during the day you do what are called sanction races it's like a race community you go you do it starts out mostly like circuit races um, at night you do illegal street racing uh, for reputation so it's money during the day it's reputation at night um, it's got the banking mechanic which at the moment hasn't been too much of an issue but I know for a fact that it will become more of an issue as I get further through the game um, I've bought a few cars I've got like four cars now um, I've upgraded them to the level that they need to be to complete the missions you know it gives you that recommended level sort of thing uh, most of my cars are above the recommended level uh, I, I'm kind of working on the principle that I'd probably want to sell one or two of my cars um because as i upgrade the others i probably don't need them so i need to look into how to sell cars or if i if even you can one of the things that's nice is um there's a lot of upgrade options and you do generally feel the upgrade when you're driving um the thing that's made me laugh the most like playing it is i equipped a turbo to a, to my car that i was driving at the time <laughs> and when you hear the turbo it just sounds like somebody sighing when you're driving it's just like <sighs> but obviously it's like every gear so it's just like 
which is mildly amusing. I don't know. I, d I doubt very much that that's on purpose. Again, a game I will continue playing, and until that game doesn't want me to play it anymore by being too difficult. Um, so that's the console games. Uh, right, let's talk some VR, and for once, uh, not not for once, but it feels like for once, I actually have VR to talk about. Um, I have had two games, VR games, um, no surprises, li the literal moment that Vader Immortal Episode 3 was released, I bought it, got it uh downloaded i had to update the uh, software for the oculus um because i i just it, it's been an it's been a bit of a nightmare so i've seen all this stuff because they've released the oculus link which means you can play pc vr on your quest which is fine it's not something i've done yet I don't know if I'm going to go down that route. It's an additional cost at the end of the day. Um, but everything I saw said that it should have been on firmware 11, software 11. And I was on 8. And I'm like, well, I don't get it because my game's update fine. Like, every time I turn it on, it's like, this game's got an update, that game's got an update. Um, but I couldn't find a way to do it. And I had, I had to Google. Uh, I asked Luke. Uh, he Googled. We've generally found the same stuff uh last thursday uh i went swimming and one of the things it said to do was to just literally leave it turned on on a flat surface plugged in somebody had said that the update won't do until the power hits 100 percent. i left it switched on while i went out when i came back it had updated itself um as is often the case with software updates uh, i don't like the new update it makes us silly sound when it turns on now uh it doesn't tell you it's shutting down like it used to and it's switched from telling you the percentage of power you have in your controllers to just dots um the border also seems loads more sensitive uh which when you're dealing with limited space is not a good thing anyway i got vader immortal episode three um, the biggest complaint about episode 2 was how short it was I presumed that Disney and who like XLM Labs I think it is who made the game decided not to listen to any of the complaints because if you think episode 2 is short strap yourself in buttercup because episode 3 is even shorter um, what I learned from episode 2 is we ain't here from the, for the story uh, in actual fact, we're here for the um, lightsaber dojo. So at the moment I finished it, jumped straight on the lightsaber dojo. Yeah, super cool. Um, the, you've got stuff added to it, so you've got uh, you can now dual wield lightsabers, um, but there are additional enemies. So now I have stormtroopers that will shoot at you, and um, something else that's cool is if you're doing it for a long time you can actually use um force lightning um which i keep forgetting about and then i'm like why am i why are my hands all covered in electricity oh yeah force lightning but then you have to like put the lightsaber down or you can use blasters and grenades and stuff uh put down whatever you're holding 
to use Force Lightning, uh, which can sometimes be to the detriment. Um, I've got so far, I've got, I think I might be stuck, um, but I will go back and uh, there's like loads of levels that I've got like no stars. It seems to let you progress with no stars on these levels. I've unlocked loads of lightsabers. I'm currently uh, purple dual wielding. It's cool that you can use the blasters uh, and like thermal grenades and stuff. Um, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, so that was that. The, there was a day that I checked the app and I was like, oh man, it looks like VR is getting another influx of games. So there was a game released on the day I checked, uh, which everybody's going crazy for. Uh, and finally, finally, we have a countdown to Arizona Sunshine on the Quest. So, the game that everybody's raving about that came out the other day is a game called Aspire 1. It is made as a game in the uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, Splinter Cell sort of stealth um, combat game. Uh, super heavy on the stealth sort of stuff. Um, it's got a load of cool features. Basically, you you like remote control a robot, so you're like in a robot. Um, the robots can climb on um, loads of different surfaces. You go through air ducts. You get like a dart gun, but you also can use a machine gun. Um, I got it because it feels like the first proper full game that the quest has had um you know even things like robo recall you just get missions to do whereas this is like one full fluid fluid game i've played like an hour of it um i got a bit stuck at one point because it was telling me to press a button that as far as i could see i didn't have um, spent 10 minutes trying to do that was properly like what do you want from me um, and then in the process of trying to quit the game because I was like I'm going to have to look this up online sort of thing in the process of trying to quit the game ended up pressing the button that it, it was wanting me to press I was like wow you couldn't have been more vague on that one um it's cool. I'm definitely going to go back to it. Definitely going to play uh, more. Again, another one of those for however long it'll let me. That seems to be the theme of the podcast today. Um, it was a little bit more expensive than a lot of games, but like I say, it is a full game. So I'm hoping that there's there's money there. Um, on If I'm honest, not been going super, super stealth in it. Um, I've been a bit more, I'll just like trank this guy and trank that guy and trank the other guy rather than, um, not, I suppose. Uh, one of the features that's super cool is it uses the microphone that's built into the quest. So if you say, if you go up behind someone and you go freeze and you actually physically say freeze, the guy will be like, Ooh, and he'll put his hands up and then you can like knock him out and take his gun. Um, I mean, stuff like that is just super cool. Um, is enjoyable. Um, I've changed. I had to change a setting, um, but having played it last night, I think the setting is there to stop you getting motion sickness because I don't. I don't get the motion sickness playing 
uh, VR, and I've played some real doozies in VR uh, and been fine. But I think I had a little bit of motion sickness when I turned it off last night. Um, so I'll see when I play it again later and just see whether I might need to put the that vision mode back. Um, so yeah, that's that. So Arizona Sunshine comes out on the 5th of December. It's it's big money though. I think it's in the 28 quid range, which for a VR game is like super expensive. Um, I'm going to see if, uh, if Father Christmas might uh, help me out with that one. Because um, I certainly can't afford it. Um, like, like I say, I've had to trade games in to get other games and um, I've sort of, yeah, not 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 in the position to be buying all these games. Um, so I might have to see if Father Christmas can help with Arizona Sunshine uh, because it is the one game, hands down one game that I've been waiting for. Um, there's been a Half-Life announcement. They've announced that they're going to make a Half-Life VR game. So the internet is going absolutely ape shit about that. Um, so yeah, again, the feels like just at the point where I was truly feeling quite down with the VR market. Again, we seem to be seeing this big influx of, uh, of games and really super cool VR games. Um, for what I... I always feared might be a fad. Um, you know, you get your you get your Wii and your uh, your 3DS, and you know these things that they all sound great to start with. But you know, everybody got a 3DS and turned the 3D off, and everyone got a Wii and was jumping around their living room until they realised that they could sit on the sofa and just move their wrist. Um, my fear with the VR was that it might have been a bit of a gaming fad. Um, the influx of games and the, and presumably the money that's going into it would suggest that that's not the case. Um, I'm still very much into it. Still very much enjoying it. Um, I need to get a couple of things to make the headset a little bit more comfortable. Um, other than that, still super enjoying the VR stuff. Really, really, uh, really, really good. So that is all the games, all the movies, all the TV, and all the stuff that I have done in the last week. Thank you very much for joining me once again. And until next week, I'm going to say bye. And I'll see you then. Bye. So there you go then. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another one in the bag. And another podcast gone. YouTube watchers, make sure you're YouTube liking, YouTube sharing, YouTube commenting. Everybody go over the, to thecookiecast.com, check us out over there, send us some love. So that's it for this time. Until next time, I'm going to say bye and I'll see you then. Bye. <laughs>